Every time we plan a sermon series, there's always one or two sermons in that series that are kind of like the gem. It, sometimes they're the, the sermon that we kind of thought of first that made the series. And, and today is that sermon. Today and the next time we're together in two weeks for Gather Church, the, this, this sermon and the, the sermon coming up, those, these are the gems. These are the good ones of Checkmate. So you picked a good day to come to church. Because this is, this is going to be a really fun conversation. We're in, this is part four of Checkmate. And Checkmate, in one word, is all about confidence. We're trying to grow in, in, in us uh, confidence and resilience to face the things that we need to face in life. Um, and we're, t- we're talking about how faith plays a role in that. That our faith, uh, we want to become people of faith who are able to look at trials, suffering, adversity, conflict, all of those things. We want to be able to look at those things square in the eye and say, checkmate, scoreboard. Like, like yes, that, that hurt, that was a difficult, I just, yeah, that hurt me, but I know ultimately I will be okay because of the faith that I have. Yes, life is difficult. Yes, we've talked about this last time, that we are in the fight of our lives. But that, <clears throat> but we are. But just while, even though we're in a battle um, right now, the battle, the war is actually won. That God has ultimately won the war because of what He's done and what He's doing in the world and what He's doing to bring us closer to Him. And that's what Checkmate is all about: is growing in confidence. The goal for Checkmate is for us to grow in confidence, so that we can have resilience to face what you and I need to face. Because it's true. I mean, you'll walk out of here today and you will feel the resistance, right? You you will walk out of here today and you'll be reminded of your your kid, how your kid is struggling in school or suffering as an adult or whatever. It's just like, and it's like, ah, what do I do about that? You're you're stuck in your job. You're you're not feeling great about where you are in life. Whatever that may be, I hope that today helps you grow in confidence and, and and gives you resilience to face what you need to face. Because what we've learned through, through Checkmate is we can stand. We can take a stand. stand. We, can, we don't have to take it. Um, that God is with us, and um, we are on the winning side. That is what Checkmate is all about. If you were with us last time, we set it up as kind of like not as much of a sermon as, as more of a, it was more of a, a halftime locker room pep talk speech. Remember, we got kind of fired up, and it was, it was good. Actually, it was really cool because we talked about how we were in, in the fight of our lives for ourselves, for our families, our loved ones, our kids, and for people around us, that we're, we're in the fight of our lives. And I actually asked you guys, and a bunch of you at the end actually physically stood and said, no, there's something I need to stand for, and I'm going to stand for that. And I've, I've been praying for you in the last couple of weeks as you've been, you know, facing what you need to face. Um, and that was really cool, a good moment. Today's going to be, we're going to switch gears a little bit. And today is, honestly, today's not much of a sermon. I'll explain why here in a second. Um, today I wanted to look more, uh, to, to look at this more of like a, a conversation. It's not a pep talk as, or locker room speech as much as like a coffee shop conversation. Two friends, one-on-one, talking with one another over, you know, t- with a table, or maybe, you know, like, like if you're not a big coffee drinker, I'm not a big coffee drinker, so I like car rides. I like, I like dashboard time, wi- windshield time with a friend, where you, it's just kind of 
open space to be able to just talk and, and check in and that kind of stuff. I want to set up this time like a conversation. It's just you and me, and we're chatting, and, and unfortunately, I'm going to do all the talking. So it's... <laughs> um, but honestly, if at the end of this, you want to have a coffee time with me, call me. I would love, I'm really good at this, this talk that we're, like, we're, what we're going to, this conversation we're going to have today. And if you want more, I, I would love to meet with you and, 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 and talk this, this stuff through with you. Because what I, the, the, the content from today's, of today's message, it's not much of a sermon. It's more of a conversation. And here's what I mean, it's not much of a sermon, is, is we're not going to dive into the Bible and, and focus in on one passage like we normally do. That's really important to us. We are going to look at a couple Bible passages, but we're not going to center on a Bible passage today. The center of the content today is three questions. And these three questions have come over time for me having conversations with friends of mine, some of you even in this, in this room, where it was like, that, that we're struggling, we're, we're, we feel stuck in life. We all have had friends that are like, man, I just, I did this job, it stinks, I, I can't do it, you know, or I don't know what to do with my marriage, and you know, I feel stuck. We've all, had, we've all had conversations like that. We've all been there, right? We've all felt stuck before. And what I found was, there was a, a period of time a couple years ago where I was having a bunch of these conversations, and what I found was I was, at the end of the conversation after listening, I kept coming back to similar questions every time I had to have these conversations with my friends who felt stuck. And, and I actually, it happened over time, like it kind of refined into three questions that I would ask for, of my friends, that I'd, I'd interact with my friends to help them sort out what was going on in their life. And they're so helpful, these, these, this paradigm, these three questions. I want to present those to you today um, for, for part four of Checkmate. And, and here's the thing. Uh, these were friends who felt stuck in their job. They're trying to figure out what's the next in life. They're dads who are unemployed and trying to figure out how to, you know, provide for their family. And, and the thing is, we've all been there. Male, female, men, women, you know, young, old, religious or not. This is a good conversation today. So sit back, relax. If you have coffee, drink it because it's, it's, it's like a coffee talk that we're going to have you and me. Because we've all been there. We've all been searching, discouraged, confused. Um, and so that's, that's what we're going to do today. And so I, I want to dive right in. Here's the three questions. Let's start, let's start with the first one. The first question is this. Are you living wisely? Again, this is, we've been talking for a while, but like a friend of mine, and they're saying, man, I just feel stuck. I found myself asking this question a lot. Are, okay, great. Are, are you living wisely? Are you making good decisions? This is out of Ephesians 5, uh, verse 15. It says this, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Now, if you were here last time, this is Paul. This is Ephesians. We, had, we looked at Ephesians 6. So it was right after this verse is when he was saying, Hey, you need to fight. You need to take a stand. Do you remember that? He's, he's, he's trying to pump them up. And he's, right before that, he says, you know, we need to be careful then how we live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Every opportunity that you and I come into, we need to make the most of it. Why? Paul says this, because the days are evil, which is just like, you know, a phrase I've never used before. Like, and the days are evil. You know, like it's just not the way we talk. 
if you were here last time, remember we were talking about how Paul looked at the world, that there is a personal evil in the world. And even if you disagree with that, like I don't know if I see the world quite like Paul does, I think you agree what Paul is saying here is there's a way in the world. You know, we need to be wise because there's, there's a way that, that, if, that if you go the way of the world, you probably will end up somewhere you, where you don't want to be. You know how like, there's, like if you get in a river, and like if you've ever gone swimming in a river and you just kind of pick up your feet and you can just kind of go, it feels great. It's, it, it, Paul's saying it's like that. The, the days are evil, that there's a current in this world that will take you someplace, whether you want to go there or not, if you just don't pay attention. So be very, very, can we all agree? I mean, can we all agree that that's how we coach our kids if you're a parent? You're like, okay, yeah, yeah, I know, I know you like hanging out with this friend, but I don't like that friend. <laughs> I want you to be careful with that friend. Because you recognize that that friend might take them, you know. We see this with our kids, and, and Paul is saying the same thing. Be very careful then how you live, how you live with your finances, and how you, you know, how you do all of these things in life. Be careful and live wisely. Don't be unwise. And we can all agree that, yeah, we need to do that. And I start here by asking this question. Are you living wisely? Are you living wisely? Because... <laughs> If we, you and I make a whole bunch of unwise decisions, it can, we can start to feel like we're between a rock and a hard place really fast. Have you ever told a lie? And then you told another lie to cover up the lie. And then you told another lie to cover up the lie. And it just keeps going and keeps going. And it's like, th th all of a sudden you get to the point where like, I either have to tell more lies. I might have to tell lies for the rest of my life or I have to come clean. That, you feel stuck in that scenario, and that was because of unwise decisions. Have you ever had to make the decision, do I pay rent or do I pay the taxes this month? <laughs> My guess is that came from some unwise decisions in your finances. And so that's why we had to be careful. And that's why I start, start here. These are friends that, like, man, I'm just feeling stuck. Okay, well, are you living wisely? And if not, let's, let's talk about that. And let's sort it out. Are you living wisely? And, and here's the thing. Even if you wouldn't consider yourself a religious person, you're not sure about church and the whole Jesus thing and like, you know, the, the, was it was really created in seven days. You know, all, if you don't have answers to that, even, even if that's you, today, this is really helpful. This question, are you living wisely? Is, is, is a great, and the next question that I'm going to show you here in a second. Those, these, you, you can take these, these two questions to the bank. They're really, really good questions. Asking the question, okay, what's the wise thing to do? We've, we did a whole series on this in 2016. What's the wise, thing? Okay, okay, yeah, I know, I know, I know. It, it seems smarter, I, you know, everybody else is doing, but what's the wise thing to do? It's a powerful question because it has a way of just cutting through all the layers <laughs> of excuses and the BS and all the stuff that we bring to these decisions. Like, I don't know, a guy can maybe get away with it. No, but is it the wise thing to do? Well, so it's a great question to ask when you feel stuck. Are you living wisely. That's the first question that I asked my friends. The second question is this, are you seeking community? And let me explain what I mean by that. Are you, like, who, who knows you well? Are there, is there anybody who knows you well in your life? Is there anybody who, are there people in your life that you trust? And, and trust in, like, and are there people prevalent or available in your life to where they're, they're around, around enough that it's like if they overheard you saying, yeah, I think I'm going to the, go to the right, if they said, no, I really think you should go left, would you listen to them? 
do you have people like that? And are they people you should listen to? That's another sermon for another day. But, but you know, like, like you, if you want to go right, and someone, is there anybody in your life who say, ah, maybe you go left? Men, here's a really question. Here's a really good question. Who has access to you? Uh, I could do another whole sermon on this, and I might sometime have thought about it, because men, we, we get this, we're, or, we're islands. We get to the point where it's like, no, this is just, it's, it's me. I'm DIY. I do it my own way. And is there anybody in your life that, that has access to you? And do they have the guts to actually say something? And if they said something, would they have a voice in your life? Does, who has access to you, men? Um, that's what I mean by are you seeking community. And see, this ties really well with the last question, because if you and I are honest with ourselves, we would realize that there are times where it's really difficult to make the wise decision, the right decision on our own. Like it's just, man, we're trying to sort it out and we just, we can't see it. We don't know enough. We don't. And then honestly, if we're really honest with ourselves, there are times in our lives when we can't make the right decision. There's just too much emotions. There's too much going on. We're way too frustrated with our boss to to assess whether slashing their tires is a good idea or a bad idea. We're way too in love with the home. We're home shopping, and it's like, oh my gosh, I can see myself growing old. Not only am I going to grow old in this house, my kids will grow old in this house. Okay, that is not good this, you know, the good environment for good decision and sound finance, you know, like financial, you will push the envelope until you buy the house and you might regret that later. There are times when we need people, we need people to have a say in our lives, to come and cut through and say, okay, yeah, but you, and we need to come to them and say, listen, I don't think I can make a great decision right now. Would you help me sort it out with, when it comes to finances with my boss, when it comes to, how about this one? There are times where we are way too in love to make the right decision. We're way too attracted to her or him <laughs> to, to think clearly. It's called being booty blind. <laughs> I just said that in church. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's not in my notes. Um, yeah, we, we make poor decisions by ourselves. Am I right? All of it, we could, I, could, I could pull up a mic and we could go round robin of just, yeah, I, I did that once. And community, are you seeking community. Proverbs 15, 22 says, oh, I love this, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. And I think this, I thought this was interesting as I was preparing this as like, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they, they, the same plans succeed. Sometimes, Catch this, sometimes the difference between failure and success isn't the idea, isn't, you know, isn't like, is this a good idea? No, it's, it's, it might be a good idea, but what's going to make it succeed and, and push it in the right direction is wise counsel. What, here's a question for you of whether or not you're, you're seeking community. Think of the last major decision that you've made. The sooner, the, you know, like the, the more recent, the better. But any time in the last year, I want, uh, literally, I want you to have a major decision in mind that you made in the last 12 months. You got it? You thinking about it? Who had a say in it with you? Was there anybody, and may, maybe you didn't need it, maybe, maybe you made the right decision, but like, it's not the point. Who in your life had a say in that decision. 
did you give them that voice? Did they, were they, did you, if you're thinking back, were they trying to like hint like, hey, um, you want to talk about this before you marry her? You know, like, when people are talking like that, like, you should take notice. That's what community does. There are times when people need to have a say in what you do. That's the power of community. And that's, that's why, that, and that's why I bring that up. It's like, okay, are you living wisely? Are you, are you living in community? Because sometimes it's impossible to live wisely isolated. To speak for myself. It's hard. It's difficult. And if you're feeling stuck and, uncer- and uncertain in life, who's there to help you sort it out? That's why we do life groups. That's why life groups are so important to us. Is because as much as I call this a conversation right now, it's not. I'm talking, you're not. But tomorrow, a bunch of us will go and, and, and meet in a house and we'll talk and we'll get a chance to talk. And on Tuesday night, a bunch more of you will meet. And that's what we'd love to see. Are you living wisely? Are you, see, are you seeking community? Who knows you? Who do you trust? Who has access to you? Or are you attempting to do it all on your own? Because you can feel stuck fast. Like I said, whether you're religious or not, those two questions... Those, those two ch- questions will change your life if you live by them. This last one is where we bring God into the question. And this is the question I'll, I'll ask them. I'll say, are you pursuing him? Are you living wisely? Are you, are you seeking community? Are you pursuing him? Are you seeking God? Are you connecting with him on a regular basis through prayer, through the Bible, through worship, through going to church? There's so many different ways. That's just to name a few but there's so many different ways to connect with them. Here's the verse that I think sums this principle up the best. This is Matthew 6:33. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. He says, "But seek first his kingdom," meaning God. Seek first God's kingdom and God's righteousness, and then all of these things will be given to you as well. So so if you, you what you want to do is you want to seek God and his kingdom and his righteousness. His kingdom means his plan for life. Jesus talked about this all the time. Like, like in the Gospels, you'll see Jesus declaring about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, like all the time, ad nauseum, as if to say, guys, don't miss the fact that God is up to something. God is at work in this world. He has a plan for this world. He, his kingdom will win. Checkmate. Like it's going to happen. And here's the part. He's saying, seek that. This is so important. Some of us have grown up our whole lives believing in God, but we haven't, taught, we haven't sat down and thought about, okay, but what does it mean to seek what he's doing in the world? Like, like, and be a part of it because we are invited into that. How cool is that? You and I are invited into, like the, the God of the universe is up to something and you get to be a part. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. His kingdom is his his plan for life. His, His righteousness is his way for life. The way that God has has designed life to be lived. Uh, The way we were made to live life. And he's saying, seek that. Seek his design. And what this means, to seek his righteousness, to seek his way of life, means to seek, seek his design for money, 
And know, know what does God say about money? What, how does God look at your money? <clears throat> Seek that. Seek his design for parenting. Seek his design for sex. Seek his design for work. Seek his design for dating. Seek first the kingdom of heaven, or king, uh, his kingdom and his righteousness. And then all of these things, they just kind of fall into place. You, you, you pursue these things. Pursuing God, <laughs> I love this, Pursuing God, <clears throat> let me get some water quick. Pursuing God means that we, it's our chance to come, hold on a second, this is going to kill you. No, no good time to drink. <clears throat> when we pursue God, that is our way of coming to the author of life and saying, help me get better at life. We get an opportunity to do this. And you know, and I, we understand this. We understand the problem, you know, like, if you want to get better at yoga, you get a yoga instructor. If you want to grow your business, hire a consultant. If you want to become a better Jedi, go find Yoda. He's on Dagobah next to the swamp. You know, like, and, and, and train you, he will. You know, like, it's a, it, if you want, we understand this in so many other ways. If you want to get better at life, Seek the author of life. You and I get to do that every day. Every time we open his word, every time we come before him in prayer and we say, this is the prayer, this is the prayer you should pray. Lord, I want to see as you see. We should open his word and say, I want to see the world the way you see the world. I want to see the world differently. I want to see how you have worked in the world in the past with people. I'm going to learn from that. When we pray, we, when we pray to him, we should say, hey, I want, to, I want to see things the way you do. We, we bring, when, we, when we pray, we bring the things that are heaviest on our mind to him and we say, Lord, my kids, I'm worried about my kids. I want to see them the way you see them. Lord, I'm worried about finances. I'm worried about this job. I want to see these things like you see these things. When we go to church, this is what's fun for me, is like when we go to church, it's, it's, it's our opportunity to say, okay, God, what are you up to in this town? What are you up to right here, right now? What are you up to with this group of people in their lives, and how can I be a part? What are you up to with that thing called Scatter Church? What are you up to? You know, like the, what are you doing in the local, this local spot? I want to see that. Are you pursuing him? If you're a person of faith, you would consider yourself a person of faith. Are you pursuing him on a regular basis? This is something you can do every day to help you see as he sees. And he promises everything else just follows. All of these things will be given to you as well. Isn't that great? Isn't that a great thing to do when you're feeling stuck? Just pursue him. Are you living wisely? Are you seeking community? Are you pursuing him? 
This is the essence of the questions that I found myself asking my friends over and over and over again. It was kind of funny. It was just like this period of time where I kept having these similar conversations. And <laughs> I finally just, it was like, like five minutes in, I'm, I'm a really good counselor. Like five minutes in, I'd be like, okay, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Are you living wisely? I don't really do. Okay, I sometimes do that. <laughs> I'm actually a really bad counselor. But it's true. Like I found myself just coming back to these over and over again and just say, okay, yeah. Are you living wisely? Are you seeking communion? And are you pursuing him? And, and what was cool is we would sort it out together and be like, yes, I'm doing that. No, oh, well, maybe so. You know, and it's like, okay, you're not in communion. What can you do? And let's, you know, like, this is a good start. You know, this is a great conversation. How do we further this? You know? But what was really cool, what happened a lot of times was I'd be having these conversations and be like, yeah, no, I, I'm seeking, I'm trying to do the wise thing. I'm trying. I, I don't always get it, but, you know, like, I'm trying. Yeah, okay, good. I'm in, are you in community? Yeah, I'm in community. Are you seeking him? Well, you know, I, I could do a little bit more, but I really like my time with God. Okay, good. And this is when the conversation really got fun. Because I was able to, to look them in the eye and say, then go. Checkmate. You can't lose. <laughs> like, like, if you're, if you're trying to do the wise thing and you've got community around you and you're trying to stay close to the Father, seeking his heart, <clears throat> game over. You, you, you are on the winning side. If God is for you, who can be against you? Go. Enjoy life knowing that God is with you. Go and face that trial. Go to that job that you don't like. Go to, and, 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 and go knowing, with, go with confidence that God walks with you. And even though you don't understand, you can look that trial in, in the eye and say, checkmate. And then you know, like a, week, you know, a week or two go by, and if you're feeling like it, you check in. Are you living wisely? Are you in communion? Yeah. You're pursuing him. And then you just go. <sighs> See, it, this is important for some of us because some of us resisted church growing up because it seems so, like, restrictive. There's so many rules and laws, and, and, and yes, there's some things, but, the, like, those things, that, that's, going God's way can at times feel like a restriction, but, oh my gosh, the freedom that it opens it up for you in the future is unbelievable. We've experienced that. Like, like the, the, you know, I won't get into the details, but, like, we've, we've experienced that when we go when we do his will, when we walk in his ways, it, there's so much freedom to be had. There, in Checkmate, it's just amazing. It's like, I can just, yes, I'm, I'm facing this difficulty, but I know he's with me. All right, so let's try it. Here's what we're going to do for like the last 10 minutes. All sorts of different scenarios. I guarantee one or two of these, you can be like, yep, that's where I'm at right now. If you're in high school, if you're a student, if you're, you're a kid, if, if you're in high school and you don't know, like, okay, what's next? Like, what's coming after this whole high school thing? What, what am I going to do? And, like, let's say, for instance, you've got a couple different options, a couple different jobs or, you know, two different colleges, and you're like, man, I don't know. Well, have you prayed about it? You brought, you know, sought the Lord? Yeah, okay, yeah, you've done that. Have you been living wisely? Okay, sure, great. Are you living in community? Okay, good. I remember when I was in high school, like, uh, somebody told me this as I was right about when I was starting to look for colleges, and that was like, man, it was like this big decision, and I was kind of intimidated by it. 
And this, this Christian lady told me, she's like, man, if you've got a couple good options in front of you, you prayed about it, just pick one. Oh, it was so free. It's like, uh, really? I, I can do that? Wait, so you're saying, so you're saying to me, Sheila, her name was Sheila, you're saying like there's not like this one path in this will, this ominous will for God in my life. Like if, and if I miss that, I am like, you know, can become like a stoner and, you know, like all this, like I'm just, life's going to be bad because I, uh, I, I went to that college instead of that college. Uh-oh, whoops. No, 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 no. God's so much bigger than that. He's so much bigger than that. He's like, when it comes down to it, you're like, hey, if, if your parents are like, you just choose one. If the, your community around you is saying, hey, pick one. We're with you. So is God. God's like, you pick one. Whatever tiny dorm you end up in, I will be there with you. <laughs> Whatever stinky roommate that you don't like, I will be with you through that trial. Too. You know what I mean? Isn't that freeing? That's what checkmate is. I'm going to choose one. And, and, and yeah, you get in community and like if your parents are like, don't go to this school, it's costing you. Like we'll, we'll be in debt up to our eyes. Don't do that. Obviously, it's not the wise thing to do. Or if there's like a friend that it's like, we don't want you to go with, if a bunch of people are like, hey, careful on that friend. You guys have been bad news together since first grade. Don't go to college with that person. Like, it's like be wise. But then just go in confidence that he is with you. Here's another one. Say you just graduated college or maybe the whole college thing didn't work out. You had to drop out. And you're like, okay, now what? Here's, here's the wise thing to do. I, I'm excited by this one. Get the job at the coffee shop or the mechanic or whatever, whatever job you, you didn't want to, you know, like that isn't your dream job. Get that job. Just go today. Go take that job today and treat it like it's your dream job. Work hard at it. Because here's why. That, that is proving grounds. And what you're doing by working hard in a job that you don't like is you're proving to yourself that you can do that. You're proving yourself to others around you and to God himself that you are faithful. And here's the deal. If you, through that period, it might be years like where you're just like, I'm not sure that I don't love this, but I'm going to do it anyway. During that time, what you're doing is you're giving God and the Holy Spirit a, a room to work. You're giving them fodder to build um, uh, what's the phrase? To build those um, um, humble beginning stories that we all love. You know, it started in a garage and now it's like this big thing. That's, if you're living wisely and you're in community and you're seeking God, who can be against you? That will be your story. You'll start here and maybe you didn't like it, but that will be a part of what you tell your kids someday and say God was so faithful. He will build that as you work hard. And walk wisely and in community seeking him. Maybe your marriage is rocky. And you feel trapped, you feel stuck, you, like you've tried things on both sides, both of you tried things, and it's just like, ah. You need to seek wisdom. You need to stay sharp. You need to guard your heart because a lot of temptations come in that realm. You gotta be careful. You need to you you really need to seek community, and this one's hard. And because like what, what, we, what we say is like, oh, but it's so complicated. I can't, you know, bring other people into it. It's like, okay, okay. The more complicated it is, the more the need for community, right? The more you need to bring in ringers to try to figure that out. You need that. And you need to seek him. You need to seek God. 
You need to take a, a stand in prayer for your husband or your wife and say, listen, God, I know I'm not fighting against them. My struggle is not against flesh and blood. You need to take a stand for them and then you need to open up your heart and say, Lord, convict my heart. I, I know, I know, he is such a, mm, but I know I have a role to play in this. And here's the deal. There are so many stories. When two people are willing to do this, look out, checkmate. And you might say, well, yeah, I'm willing to do, but he's not. You can't, like, only you can do stuff for you. So do it. Be the first one to step out in confidence that God is with me even now. Maybe you think about dating somebody. You know, like, or maybe you're dating somebody and it's like taking it to the next step. You got to seek wisdom. And here, here's what I think seeking wisdom is when it comes to dating, especially in the beginning. Seeking wisdom is having the guts and the willingness to ask the really hard questions to them. You know, like to, to, to put them through the ringer, grill them. And here's the deal. You already got three great ones. <laughs> are they living wisely? <laughs> are they in community? And are they seeking God? You do that, like that's like 90% of it right there. Ask them, hey, are you living wisely? How do you define living wisely? Make them fill out an essay. I'm serious. I'm like, I'm only half joking right now. Put them through the ringers. That's the wise thing to do. You're going to partner with this person for a long time. Make sure they're the right person. Make sure you're the right person. Seek community. Here's the thing. If everybody around you that loves you says, uh-uh, don't, don't just not date them. Run from them. Stay safe that way. Seek God. Seek God's way for dating. Do you know what his, 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 his way is for dating, for sexual purity, all of these things? Submit yourself to him. And here's the thing. I know this is like, if you're in that, you're like, oh my gosh, I just lost every date that I possibly could have by doing that. Like, like listen, 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 listen. If you can line those things out, look out. If you can find a person who's full of wisdom and understands community and seeks the Lord and you guys like each other, it's going to be a good time. And God wants that for you. He made romance. You do know that. Like, he, it was his idea. You can trust him. If you're single and there's not a dateable man or woman anywhere to be found right now, you need to stay sharp. You need to seek, seek wisdom. And, and here's living wisely means don't lower your standards. That's foolish. That leads to heartache. Some of us have those stories. You need to seek community, and I was thinking about it this way. If you're single, you need to seek community in a way like, like that, that us family people can't. Seek the freedom of community that, that we just, I can't even dream of anymore. The road trips, the, the weekends, the, like just like the spontaneous, hey, let's go. Like I, like I, I, I watch those on TV sometimes, like I, I know those exist. Enjoy that. It, it, enjoy that, that what comes um, and then seek God. Be, be affirmed by him, reminding yourself that, that you are a child of God and that your value is not reflected on your ability to attract the opposite sex. Go and, and be affirmed in that, Re reminded of it every day. Say you don't like your job. It's not where you want to be. I think the biggest thing you need to do is you need to seek community. You really, really need to seek community. And here's what I mean by that. 
you need to maybe, like, say it's a job that you're just, like, this is going to be your job for a long time, and you feel really stuck. You don't like what you do. You dread it every day. You need to switch your thinking from, from, from you, ba- you need to base the value of your job not on what you do, but who's around you. You need to find value outside of, like, the, the, the simple activity that you don't enjoy. You need, to, you need to think about how this job, who it puts you into contact with that you wouldn't have otherwise, and you need to love them. And you will find treasure there. You will find so much value going to work. Here's another thing that you can do if you, you feel stuck in your job, is put the emphasis on what that job frees you up to do financially to provide for your family. And, and we all do this. We all know, like, I'm working hard for them. You need to do that a lot. And then, you know, it, you, you can also think about it, that, hey, this is, especially if you get paid well, or even if you don't get paid well, hey, w- this allows me to prov- not only provide for my family, but give to the Lord and what he's doing, and tithe and give to him. And that's, that's valuable. That's, that's a valuable thing that you can take pride in. You need to seek him. And, 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 and recognize that your, your value isn't your job title. On the other side, this is the last one. Your job, say you're looking for a job or you're like, you just lost your job. I mean, you don't know what to do. Like it, you're, and that's, that's a tough conversation I've had with friends that have been just stuck. Like can't find a job, unemployed. You need to stay sharp. You need to live wisely. You need to take opportunities. Here's the, here's the thing, interesting thing is when we lose our jobs, obviously, like, things get lean financially. You can learn from that. Learn from, from, from simplicity. Take the opportunity to learn what God is teaching you about living simply. Like, yeah, I don't have all this stuff, but, you know, I can, my kids, and I still have a pretty good time. There's something to learn there. You need to seek community. You need to find people who will speak value into you and say, hey, 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 you know, we're with you through this. And you need to stay close. You need to, one of the things you could do is you could read scripture about, open up, if, you, if you're a person of faith, open up the Bible and you will find there is not a, a Bible character that didn't have to wait on something. Had to, they were all had to wait on God and, you, and it would be awesome and wise for you to see what God was doing in their lives and what he was teaching them because he might teach you the same things. See, here's the thing. Can you Can you see? We can't lose. Yeah, we, we're going to face a lot. Like, we're going to walk out this door right now, and it's going to smack us in the face, some of us. But you're on the winning side. You stay, hu- you stay humble. You stay wise. You stay in community. And you stay close to the Father. And you can walk in confidence. He is with you. <sighs> a couple years ago, right as we started the church, um, I, I was driving home from one of the events and, and I was really frustrated. And I pulled off on the side of the road. There's a spot on the side of the road where I've, I've pulled off many a times frustrated. And it's like this little holy ground now. It's on Squaw Pass and I pulled off there. It's night time. And I was like, God, what the heck? Like everything in me felt like this was not working. It was just shouting at me like, this is not working. That's what I felt. And then all of a sudden, I, st- I heard this little voice. Not I didn't hear it, but like I thought, it, like, it was like, almost like God was saying to me, okay, Josh, you living wisely? Yeah. 
Okay, you in community? Yeah, I love my people. So good. You seeking me? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you, Lord. Then shut up. <laughs> Literally, like, like, it was like, like, I got this really strong sense that God was saying to me, shut up and keep going. <laughs> Confident that he was with me. I'm so glad I did. You can do that too. What would it look like if we did that? What would it mean for our kids? What would it mean for our kids if we, you know, like they're struggling with all this stuff and they're like, hey, and as soon as they're old, old enough, we start teaching them what it means to live wisely, to live in community. Oh, you, God the Father, you can open up the word and hear from him. Have, have words that were written 2,000 years ago feel like they're written for you. That can happen. What if, what if we live that way? What would it change? What would it improve? What would we be able to do in this town together if we're open and seeking his, his kingdom and what he's up to in the world? I think things would change. I think things would be good. That's what Checkmate offers us. Let me pray. Father, thanks so much for that moment on Squaw Pass a couple years ago. Thanks for the moments. Thanks for my friends that trust me and we're able to talk and, and help me sort through so much stuff. I pray that we would seek wisdom. We seek community. And most of all, we would seek you. Father, some of us, we're not even sure. This is, this is new territory. This is a new way of, of looking at things in our faith. And I pray that you would open that new chapter, that, that, that maybe today that we would get a chance to usher you in in a new way, invite you into our lives and say, yeah, Lord, I believed in you for a long time, but Lord, I want to know you. I want to walk in your ways. Oh, those are good prayers. Those are prayers that you honor. Lord, for those of us who feel like we've been living foolishly, we've been living in isolation, and we've been living far from you, I pray that right now through these songs and in this time that you would comfort our hearts and let us know how valuable we are even though despite what we've done, that you died for us and that you welcome us back home anytime. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, for that. We were once your enemy, and now we are on the winning side. Thanks, thanks to you and your son. Amen.